0: Welcome everyone, we are about to begin with Hashem Shalom Bayashir, number 162. We're going to talk about the habits that healthy and happy couples uh, work on and do to create a happy marriage. Habits because it's not just doing one thing one time, but consistent behavior. And believe it or not, we said this many times, that it's not about compatibility, it's not about muzzle, it's not about look, it's not about if I only marry this and this person, you know, whatever. It's about putting in the work and developing these healthy habits for life in your relationship with your husband, with your wife, and inherently the marriage will get better. Everyone, and in every marriage, everyone has bumps, everyone has real issues in marriage. It's more that the happier, well-adapted couples find ways to see in the challenges the lighter side of it, the more positive side of it, and they develop skills to cope, sometimes with a sense of humor or with a gentleness, with working towards being more optimistic. And, and humor. And even with serious things. And there are a lot of serious things in marriage, but if it's done and approached with a certain positivity, with a simcha, and you cherish those moments together like that, it's not that you're ignoring a serious issue. You're confronting the serious issues. But it still makes it easier to handle those situations when you have a certain positive feeling uh, feeling some humor looking at the bright side and when you stay focused on those things um, and in working towards that you'll be very successful another Eitza a good habit is listening to whether these shiurim in whatsapp daily short shiurim whether it's here whether it's in other places it makes no difference from any good source, to work on and focus on those shiurim that talk about Shalambayas and Tikkun amidais to ground you, just to remind you, like the Masil Shishorim, some of it is obvious. And the uh, Masil Shisharam says it's obvious, but you have to hazard it because it's obvious. Same thing over here. Many things we talk about in these shiurim, in other shiurim, our common sense, our basic. You say, I, I know this already, but it reinforces it. It reinforces to remind you how important it is. So that's another good habit, listening to these shiurim, here, other shiurim about marriage to keep it as a icker in your life and never let it fall back to the back burner. Another habit that healthy and happy couples do is they continue dating after marriage and a lot after marriage. And what I mean by dating is they take walks together. They go to a restaurant together. They uh, have a special time where they uh, uh, are alone together. And the, when the doesn't is not necessarily about the kids or about finances or about heavy issues. But the dating here, I mean, even after marriage, light conversations, playful conversations, even playing games together or talking about long-term goals, your dreams and things like that, regular date nights on a consistent basis like that. And I know that it's, it's, it's hard sometimes because you're going to say, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. And even when, let's say, you push yourself with your husband or wife and you go out finally, you're more inclined to talk about the real pressing issues of what's going on right now. But if you hold back and instead decide these few hours we're dating, we're not talking about the kids. We're not talking about finances. We're not talking about any heavy thing. Just light, playful, and and, and fun. Try to develop that, and don't quit on that dating one another. Whether you did, you know, you stopped dating uh, at, right right before you got married, or even those cultures that they don't date at all. For those cultures who talk about don't date at all after marrying, start dating. You didn't do it before you're married, do it after you're married. It's worth the money, it's worth the time, it's worth the effort, it's worth the investment. Taking walks together, and even if it's a short period of time, maybe it's only a few hours you could spare, two hours you could spare, you don't have the money, even if you if you don't have the kids, and you browse around in a Walmart, or, and doing anything together, uninterrupted time, developing the friendship, developing, um, um, warming up to each other. That is also a, a tremendous um, habit that healthy, happy couples have to keep the marriage going, to keep it alive, is to continue dating each other. Another side is very important, is to greet each other. Doesn't mean that if you saw if you saw your spouse two minutes ago and you're both in the house and going back and forth to say hello, hello, hello. That's not what I mean. What I mean is if you didn't see each other for a certain period of time, even if you're both in the house, certainly in the morning you greet each other in the morning. Certainly, coming home from work or coming home from school, you greet each other, and um, and 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 hey, I haven't seen you in a while. How are you engage in a conversation? Never Khalilah ignore when you, but rather greet with a smile, and how are you? Some small talk with em- empathy. And it's sad, because some signs of div- you know, divorce and en- estrangement happen from the fact the wife says, basically, he used to come to the kitchen and act as if I'm not there, and left, left leaving the room, not saying a word, not acknowledging me feel very cold inside that's a very profound feeling but if you work on greeting each other and b- being showing how happy you are to see one another that is a sign that the relationship is healthy and you're working on it and by the way with children also it works that way teenage children other children older children not to just ignore them when they're in the house like that they don't exist they come in, come out, come in at night, you're busy, you know. No, acknowledge them. Acknowledge them. Hello, how are you? How you doing? How's it been? So on and so forth. And happy couples know how to do this. They know it's important. It's intentional. There's thought put into it. Don't, it, it, it won't happen by itself. Many marriages that you say it's because we're not compatible, not the same personality type, it's not that. It's more that you decided you're going to leave the marriage on autopilot. And the truth is, is it doesn't happen by itself. You need to intentionally and with effort connect, greet each other. Marriages that are really, really good, but if they aren't autopilot, it'll start wavering. So that is a key, to greet each other, especially if you haven't seen each other for a couple of hours, even within the house with a smile, with encouragement, engage in a conversation. Another aspect is also they encourage each other. The opposite of critical. It's critical, unfortunately, becomes a norm in many, many marriages to the point where it's really, really hurtful. Other people you know, that observe it, it's very painful to watch and they don't even realize that they're interacting this way because it became such a second nature to them to be critical of one another uh, in such a fashion where where it becomes second nature and there's a lot of negativity breeded from that well if you do the opposite encourage with a calm tone of voice a kind tone of voice choice of kind words building each other up with words that encouragement is a big key to healthy couples and another yasayit we talked about this many, many times, but it is key to think about your spouse in thankful ways. You thank Hashem in the morning every day when you say, You thank Hashem for giving you life. You also thank Hashem not, not much later than that. You say, I thank you, Hashem, for my wife. I thank you, Hashem, for my husband. And then you go to your wife and husband and thank them for whatever chasadim they did for you, that you may have taken for granted. This means thanking them for even little things, the folding of the laundry, the warming up the food, the preparing the tea, or whatever it is. Not um, uh, not to say, like, why do I have to do that? You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. But with healthy couples, they learn to want to do this. It's a part of being thankful. It's a part of of, of, of wanting to show Hakar to even to give and not that uh, I'm not I'm only going to be nice to him if he's nice to me and only if she meets my needs will I meet her needs. That's not how happy couples are. they even if at the moment your spouse is not in a good mood, is not having a good day, may not be worthy today of the kindness you're showing them, but you still be grateful and kind and you build a relationship that way. Another etzah also with healthy couples is you bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the marriage as a joint doing chesed together or davening together or sometimes if you could learn together <coughs> or join each other in enhancing <coughs> Shabbos together. The Shabbos table in a special way that each one together in different ways enhance the Shabbos table going beyond themselves Thinking of Hakadosh Baruch Hu and bringing the shchene in, in, the, in, in their home and working together on the midas Taivais to show nachas ruach to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem has nachas ruach when a husband and wife treats each other properly, and that's another Yisai to do. And we'll end off this particular one with a particular prat which is very common, which happy couples work around, and that is the time differences between the two. One of them may be a night person. One of them may be a day person, and they go to sleep different times, and they're in totally different schedules. We'll call one the night owl, staying up very late. The other one is the early bird, going to sleep early. But whatever the case may be, it's important to acclimate and to work with each other's schedules. You don't try to change the other person. Usually it's a disaster, but instead you adapt. You acknowledge that the other person is different, and you work together. But one of the eights is R. That, for example, if one of them goes to sleep a lot earlier than the other, the night owl, the one that's a late night person, needs to put away 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it is, at the time where the other spouse is ready to go to sleep and to go into the bedroom and be with that early person that's falling asleep for 30 minutes, for 40 minutes, to talk, not even talking about physical sexual intimacy now, if that could be worked out, fantastic. And that we could talk about a different area, how if that schedule, if those schedules with sexual intimacy does not work out, they have to work on ways that it should work out for the both of them. So if it's possible, if the kids are, let's say, asleep already, if you have young kids, and it's quiet in the house, and the the late person is not ready to go to sleep, but comes into the room with the other one that's almost ready to go to sleep if they're able to sleep together or be physical with together with each other that's wonderful but even if not or during those periods where it's not ngay that to be in the room to talk to your spouse as they're getting tired and as they're going to sleep wish 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 him or her a good night and then they could go out again and do whatever they need to do for the next 2 hours, 3 hours, whatever the the schedule is But it's very, very important when a husband and wife has very different night schedules, they need that period of time for the early one, uh, uh, a good 30 to 45 minutes before the early one goes to sleep. You say basically the early one says, I'm going to sleep 10 o'clock. Whatever. I'm just giving an example. 9.15, the late late one, the night owl, comes at 9.15 and spends time with husband, wife, for those 45 minutes. If it's physical, wonderful. Even if it's not, but to engage, to talk, to communicate. Good night, goes to sleep, and then the, the, the night person wants to go out and do what they need to do till 12.30 at night, one in the morning, whatever they normally do. And the same thing applies. It's just an example, but that also happy couples learn how to adapt with those different schedules, and they don't neglect each other because of those different schedules, or say, you know, we, we're we just two different time zones, so we're not going to have quality time. Chas You work out that quality time together, and um, like I said, if, if, if there's sexual activity then that they both agree to do before the early one goes to sleep, that's fantastic. And even if not, at least it's some quality time. They're not ignoring each other. They're connecting. And there's plenty for the night person. Has plenty of time afterwards to do whatever they need to do. Have a wonderful day.